Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome to the latest edition of the Geek Town Behind the Scenes podcast. I'm your host, Dave Elliott, and this week's episode features composer Torin Borrowdale, the man behind the music for the recently renewed Netflix series Lock and Key. If you haven't yet caught the show, it's on Netflix right now. Uh, it's based on the best-selling IDW comic book by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. It follows the three Lock siblings and their mother who move to their ancestral home, Key House, after the death of their father. Once there, they discover that their house is full of these magical keys uh, that may be connected to their dad's unfortunate demise. The Lock children explore the different keys and their unique powers, and a mysterious demon awakens and will stop at nothing to steal them it's a fabulous fabulous series it's a great sort of adventure horror-ish show well well worth checking out if you uh, haven't seen it yet his other work includes lion gates upcoming feature film run which is torrin's third collaboration with director anish Taganti and stars the brilliant sarah paulson and kira allen torrin previously worked on Chiganti's film seeds and searching starring john cho which premiered at the 28th Sundance Film Festival where it was picked up by Sony Pictures for worldwide distribution. His other credits include DC Hamilton's action thriller The Midnight Man. He worked on The Fair and he's done a bunch of video game stuff as well including the Zen music for Snowman's hit iOS games Alto's Adventure and Alto's Odyssey along with the Apple Arcade iOS game Where the Cards Fall plus many many other things as well. He was lovely lovely to talk to. Obviously the majority of this is about lock and key as i said earlier at the start of the intro this has just been picked up for a second season as well so it is well worth going to watch season one is on netflix right now so go and check it out here's the interview with torren borrowdale ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
lovely to be able to sit and chat with you yes very happy to have you on i love the show as well I, i'm actually only about halfway through the season at right okay. now um, good but, to know but, i keep the spoilers to a minimum yeah keep the spoilers to a minimum so i'm not rude for the rest of it but i am really enjoying it though it's a really fun series oh fantastic before we get into into lock and key how about we start with a bit of background how did you get into composing in the first place i i took piano lessons from a young age and i hated practicing just like everybody else yes <laughs> so i really preferred writing my own stuff rather than you know practicing someone else's music and i also loved movies so combining movies and composition and and all that was pretty much everything i could have asked for in a career and so i went to usc where one of my heroes james newton howard went to school and you know studied his his work uh on king kong there which is one of my favorite soundtracks and i think you can kind of hear that sprinkled in the score for lock and key yeah um and then you know graduated a couple of years ago and just been writing ever since and lock and key has been really great because i actually get to use that orchestra that you know i've wanted to utilize for such a long time and be able to create that sort of score that i've always dreamt of so uh it's it's been really great yeah and lock and key itself is it's really your first sort of big tv project because you're usually mm-hmm. working on movies aren't you so correct how was the experience in coming into tv and doing that over because I, I know I, I've, I've spoken to an awful lot of composers and they all talk about the transition from film to TV it's probably less so with a Netflix project but the timing and particularly with network TV it's like squashed together and it's like the production right. lines so fast I guess a Netflix project slightly different to that it was a little different I mean when you have so much music to write in such a short amount of time it's always intimidating but luckily we did three recording sessions for it so we did episodes in chunks. Right. And so I was able to, you know, focus on writing for a couple of weeks and then we do the recording session rather than, you know, write and then record every single week. And yeah. That, that would get kind of overwhelming. But I mean, I just looked at it like doing three movies back to back and... <laughs> Uh, just kind of plowed through it. And, uh, you know, you come out the other end and not realizing how you were able to write four and a half hours of music for one project, but it it just happens. And I kind of treated the whole series just like a really long movie in general. So it wasn't so much a challenge in that regard. It was just the volume of music really was, was hard to keep up with, but the deadlines don't stop. So you can't stop either, you know? Yeah, no, that is a crazy amount of uh, music to be doing in it. I love the theme tune too it by the way even though because it's netflix you only get to hear it like once (laughs) Um, but you know it's great that's another thing as well is is quite often um certainly with network tv things it's quite common that the theme tune is actually done by a different composer to the person that actually does the network show so it's Mm. quite nice the fact that you got to do both and you're tying it all together and you do use the theme in the show as well Uh um so i just just talk a little bit about the your your approach to the music for it and and, and integrating that and stuff. So, I mean, with the main theme, I wanted to capture what it would be like to explore a magical house for the first time and discover all these keys that can pretty much do anything because there's such a wide range of tones for the show that I wanted to just focus on that idea specifically. So, you know, it starts with the little piano trill and it, and it gets really big by the end. And I was just like, you know, discovering one key and seeing where it leads and exploring the infinite possibilities with it. So that was kind of the the, the idea of the, the main theme to begin with. And 
And yeah, like you said, you only hear it basically once at the very beginning of the show. And then like a little bit, yeah. uh, if you're lucky in the other episodes. But yeah, being able to use it actually in the show was really fun because there's moments where that feeling of exploration is actually used just like when Bodhi's skating around the house and other moments like that. So it was really fun to be able to use that in the context of the actual show because that doesn't always happen. Usually it's like the main theme and then the rest of the score. Yeah. And you sometimes hear the theme once. So it was it was a great opportunity to explore the main theme in a dramatic context too. Yeah, it's really nice you got a chance to do that. Overall, how are you coming up for the, for the sound for the show? Are you using character themes? Are you connecting themes to... to elements or how did you work that well it was really tricky because there's there's so many characters yeah i mean in the show to begin with there's so many ideas there's so many keys so if you know i had to be careful about where i was going to put my emphasis and so just because some characters are very important to the story doesn't mean they necessarily need a musical theme. Hmm. So I, I really dived into the scripts and figured out like which keys needed musical emphasis, which dramatic situations needed their own kind of musical world, and of course what characters needed themes. Sometimes it's a relationship between two characters that needs a theme. Sometimes like Bodhi is, is so important, especially in the first half of the show, that he needed his, hit his own theme because he finds himself in so many dramatic situations. But what was what's really fun about it is because there's so many themes, because there's so many ideas to explore and they're used in so many different ways, I was really able to explore Bodhi's theme. Like he's not just used in one context, he's used in like 30 different contexts. So his theme really evolves as, as the season goes on. And he's much more whimsical at the beginning. And then by the end, it gets a bit more mature as, as things progress. So having 10 episodes to do that was, was really great to explore the possibilities with the themes. It's one of those shows that has a great collection of, of kind of very light and you know somewhat darker moments. Not quite as dark as maybe the, the comic book, which is based on, you know, it's, right. not, it's not quite that dark in places, but uh-huh. it's a good kind of adventure story with the the keys and stuff and uh, you know you've got horror elements in there but it's mm-hmm. kind of light horror rather than uh, and then you've right. got much more kind of whimsical things as well so from your point of view handling that with the music and jumping backwards and forwards are you using specific instruments for certain things or yeah so dodge for instance her main theme is played on solo cello and yeah. it's uh, i mean her character it's She's so mean and evil, but she's also pretty and, you know, seductive. Mm. Behind all of that, she's really manipulative, too. So I wanted a theme that captured kind of all of that. And to me, the solo cello kind of captured all those things. Like in the low register, it's so dark and gritty and it's played so, so fast. But it's also really beautiful and aggressive and it's kind of all those things put into one. So um, there are certain characters that have specific instruments tied to them. Bodhi, his main instrument is the flute because he's a lot more lighthearted than Dodges. Yeah. E- each character got their own instrumentation, basically, that, that kind of follows them throughout the show. In, in general, I wanted the whole score to be kind of this cinematic orchestral experience. Um, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to make the score kind of gimmicky, like, you know, everyone plays with a key or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted it to be kind of a classic cinematic take on the story because I feel like the story from the comic books is so vast uh, and it kind of, it requires this kind of epic scope to the story. So I wanted to 
just ground that in the in the orchestra. And then, you know, from the orchestra, there's so many instruments to choose from. So yeah. you know, I wasn't limited by possibilities in that regard. Yeah. Are there any particular themes in the show that you were you were particularly happy with? How I know this is a bit like asking you to pick children, but uh, <laughs> yeah. were there any particular themes that you were you were particularly happy with how they came out? Sure. Yeah the the Locke family theme on the soundtrack it's called the Locke Lullaby. Um, yeah. I I was really happy with how that turned out because the main memories these kids have of their father is through these bedtime stories that are explored in episodes three and four. And so having a lullaby be the theme that holds it all together, I felt worked really nicely. And it kind of it kind of captures their viewpoint of the father, and it represents the family as a whole. It's not Rendell's theme. It's mm-hmm the family theme and so now that he's passed away it's kind of a broken idea and it's like looking back on the memories that they've had and kind of looking longingly forward to the the memories they wish they had together so that that was kind of the idea of the family theme and it you know you hear it in episode one and it concludes in episode 10 which i won't, I won't tell you how it concludes but uh, <laughs> yeah. you can hear the progression of of that of that theme throughout the series were there any particular challenges with musical points in the show as well mm, so musical challenges the hardest part was the big sequences like the cave sequence in episode six which i won't explain too much about yeah um i can i can talk about like the mirror sequence in episode one for instance yes when the mom goes into the mirror because it's like a i think it's a six minute sequence that requires music throughout the challenge was to kind of maintain that momentum and tension that i felt when i was reading the script and you know i really wanted to play off bodhi's emotion he's it's all in like the way he speaks and in his eyes like he just lost a parent and now his other parent has walked into a mirror presumably to her death yeah and so that's pretty much the worst thing that could happen to a child at that moment so i wanted to be from his point of view and really maintain that tension and when i got the first cut of that scene the temp music it just didn't have that. It didn't have that level of anxiety that the characters are feeling. It didn't have kind of this cohesive arc going throughout the the sequence. So um, it was fun to really ignore the temp and really go in, go back to how I read the script and how I was feeling the first time I, I read it and kind of put that into the scene. And the challenge really is like with the cave sequence, it's just so long that it gets exhausting to write so many notes and, and maintain that level of anxiety throughout. But that was part of the challenge. And it's great that these episodes, you know, they do have their own unique set piece at the end of most of them that you can really flex those muscles of, of maintaining tension for a long period of time. Yeah. You mentioned doing uh, recording sessions. So you are you recording with a full orchestra to do this as well? We did. Yeah, we did a 40 piece string section and a 13 piece brass section. And then wow. we did a couple soloists as well. We did piano, flute and um, solo cello. We had quite a bit of music recorded in different places and kind of all came all together with with samples and and prelays and and all that stuff by the mixer that that mixed everything and uh it was a great, it was a great experience my favorite part of that was when we were recording the orchestra the strings um for the orchestra we had already done this the solo cello and the solo cello part is so ridiculously difficult and the strings were just playing accompaniment to it and so we did a run the first run through of it and uh the string parts are pretty easy 
easy for that for that cue. But because the cello part is so hard, after we did the first run through, all the orchestra members clapped basically for the <laughs> soloist that wasn't there, <laughs> uh, which I, I thought was really funny. So yeah. it was it was it was cool to see like all the elements kind of come together because you're working on it for weeks and and then finally at the end of it, like it's the final product. So it was a really rewarding experience to record everything like that. Yeah, that must be great. And it's I mean I guess you get to do that a little bit more in film than maybe because I mean it it's uncommon to do that in TV at this point. Mm-hmm. But then this is Netflix, you know, and they've yeah. got the money to do it, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, they were very supportive, and and uh, it was a, a thrilling opportunity because in school we've got one final project that we get an orchestra for like twelve minutes or something like that, <laughs> and then that's it. And so to have this experience where you get the whole project to be able to do that and you know not feel rushed on the stage you can focus on the things you really need to focus on it was great to have all that preparation felt like i was ready to have the orchestra and actually be able to use it It was really fun yeah yeah you mentioned earlier about sort of not going down the gimmicky route of using things like keys because i mean (laughs) that that would be my first thought is is using keys as percussion or something like that it's the first thing that comes to mind so one of the things when i'm talking to a lot of the composers we talk about is collections of weird instruments because they mm. tend to go out and find things. Do you, right. Not necessarily for this project, but do you have anything strange in collection of instruments or, or something that you've used? I don't, no. Uh, yeah, I try to keep it very orchestral and focus more on the melodic themes than on on like the instruments they're played with. Yeah. So, I, I mean, most of the themes, you know, as boring as it is, are just kind of played on strings or piano yeah. or you know, flute. Like, it was really straightforward. I wanted it to sound just as good as if it had come out this year or 30 years ago or yeah. 30 years from now like i wanted it to be kind of timeless in that way so hey there's absolutely nothing wrong with that it works for john <laughs> williams for, so, yeah. you know. he's he's done a good job of doing that yeah sort of john williams yeah. made a career out of doing that that sort of music so there's absolutely nothing wrong with it you worked in tv and film you've done a few games as well um mm-hmm. do you have a preference for one or the other or or is it just nice to have a mix of all three sort of it's things? it's so great to have a mix of all three and not feel like I'm a game composer or a, a TV composer or a film composer. It's it's great to be able to do all the different kinds of projects. I think in general, I see myself as a film composer because James Newton Howard is my hero, was a, a film composer. And I that's the sort of composer I've always aspired to be. But having done my first TV project, I thought it was great. Like there are limitations of film and mostly in terms of time that uh, mm. you only have an hour and a half to tell the whole story. And in TV, because it's so long, I actually, I did really like it. You know, it, it is more work because there's just more music to write, but it's great to do both. And with games, you know, that's a whole different thing. You know, you're not writing to picture, you're writing to kind of an abstract idea of, of gameplay and you have to make sure it loops well and changes with how the game changes so they're really different beasts to to be able to do all three is is a is a thrill yeah you've done a few other tv things you've done you did the uh, wild yellowstone documentary um yes that disney that disney plus that one was it yeah it was we did it with national geographic and now it's yeah. on Disney plus which is which is fantastic yeah i did that a couple of years ago and it's it was great to see that pop up on on disney plus completely <laughs> unexpectedly so yeah you can hear yeah um now. and you did the film searching as well which i haven't seen personally but i was mentioning that i was interviewing you to one of my uh, co-hosts and he went oh i love that movie so <laughs> okay yeah searching 
was really fun to work on working with Anish. I mean, he's got such great ideas about everything and it's such a, such a story that shouldn't have worked. And it worked really well because it, it was a, a fun story that was told rather brilliantly, I think through the screen. And so to be a part of that process and there's big dramatic moments in that film that the music really helps guide how the audience is feeling and it's fun to play with suspense and tension in that way and uh yeah we just finished his next movie uh run yeah which is we'll be in theaters but uh it just got postponed so we're not sure say, we may be in theaters at some point yes yeah. <laughs> exactly another fantastic film and it's completely different than lock and key where lock and key there's so much music so many themes so many ideas to play with and run is like you know there's two main characters it's really the tension between them and and nothing else so it was a completely different exercise you know we started out with a theme for the mom and a theme for the daughter yeah and we realized that was even too much it's just one theme for their relationship between them and how that changes over the film so that that score is is kind of a hitchcock inspired score where you know we kind of use the essence of hitchcock like hitchcock type harmonies and and string textures but we use a lot of percussion as well there's a piano theme that kind of holds the whole score together but yeah it's it's really stripped down it's like one idea and how do we take that one idea and stretch it over the course of a, a feature length film that looks really uh, really interesting that one it's um sarah paulson and kira allen aren't they the, mm-hmm. the leads in that so that, and they're fantastic yeah they're they're both really fantastic in the movie yeah yeah i mean sarah paulson i don't really know kira allen but sarah paulson is obviously a fabulous actress so so yeah that would be one to look out for when it eventually appears somewhere yeah. Yes. <laughs> how, uh, just talking about that sort of stuff, I mean, how is the virus uh, affecting things over there in terms of, because, I mean, you can't really get orchestras together anymore right now. Right. So I know there's been talk of, uh, I follow uh, people like Phil Eisler, who, uh, you know, the the composer, and he he's put a message out to sort of say, remote record things as much as you can, because these guys <laughs> are struggling for work, you know, so. Yeah, well, at the moment, I haven't, I don't need any recordings at the moment, so it's that hasn't been specifically an issue but i mean everything's basically on hold like production wise so Mm. and release wise as well so it's hard to say how how things will change um and it'll hopefully that the the projects i need recording uh in the near future will just need remote recordings because i mean it is really easy to you know everything's done remotely except the big orchestral recordings everything is done remotely like i send the music virtually to the orchestrator he sends the music virtually to the performer and then they record it in their studio and send it virtually back to the mixer so it is pretty isolated already to begin with so hopefully hopefully we can just keep it that way but yeah when it comes to doing a full string orchestra yeah you can't record 40 strings separately and put them together and expect yeah. it to sound nice, so yeah no, it gets, it gets a bit tricky at that point, I think. But, uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully it'll, it'll, there'll be some sense of normality at some point in the not-too-distant future. Um, exactly. Last couple of questions for you, mm. which are the same for everybody. So they're always TV-related questions. Uh, okay. And uh, the first one is, what TV shows are you watching at the moment? What am I watching at the moment? What did I just finish? You'd think with, with the quarantine, I'd be watching a lot of TV, but I actually <laughs> haven't I had time to watch some television. I 
I've been more watching uh, Netflix movies. Um, right. There was a movie that just came out called Lost Girls that I just watched, um, right. which was really good. Yeah, TV shows. I mean, I watched Lock and Key. I think that's the last thing I actually watched. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is great. You should check it out. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it I is. Do, it's a really good show. I do recommend finishing the second half is a lot different than the first half. So I think you know, there's, there's plenty more surprises to come. But yeah, uh, I haven't really gotten into any any TV shows for a while. I've, I'm sure that will change over the next few weeks. <laughs> yes. Call back in a couple of weeks and I'll, I'll let you know all the shows I've finished. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, if you had the opportunity to work on any TV show, can be something in the past, so something historical, something in the present, or some sort of future genre, what would it be? In the past, probably like the Twilight Zone sort of Hitchcockian suspense things. Those would be so much fun to do. And luckily, you know, nowadays there's a lot of shows like that, like Black Mirror and yeah, and, and whatnot. Well, so, the Twilight uh, Zone, of course, which is now yeah. back. So oh, yeah, the Twilight Zone uh, actually is and yeah, uh, exactly. the yeah, the uh, what's the Apple one American uh, the the uh, Amazing Stories Amazing Stories yeah. yeah so there's there's plenty of you know what's great about the TV landscape right now and uh, the digital space is that there's so many networks and so many shows out there that there's plenty of opportunity to to do those sort of things yeah they're not like entire projects as well you tend to be yeah you've got a more of a chance of getting on one of those because it's like one episode so. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah exactly exactly so so uh, yeah well I hope hopefully you get a chance to do one of those sort of things soon that'd be, yeah, that'd be awesome fun. that'd be awesome all right yeah. um i i shall let you get back to your day hope you're all staying safe and isolated over there we're staying very safe and very isolated yes <laughs> yes as 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 a good composer should yes <laughs> Well, right. thanks so much for having me on this has been great no it's been really fun well uh, thanks for chatting it's been lovely yeah thank you I appreciate it alright All right. talk to you Take again care. soon cheers bye, bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 